We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Sweetheart, my soul sibling, how are you today? Yes, I do love to contemplate, learn from, and talk about relationships. Today, we're going to have an empowering conversation about an important one, one that most everyone has in the whole world, does have or will have, and a very personal one at that. So here's my question for you. How is your relationship with money? For years, my relationship with money was a complex one, a challenging one a painful one, and even one that I had a bit of a love-hate relationship with. When things got really bad, I finally decided to go to couples counseling with money. And thanks to this, money and I now have a very happy, healthy, joy-filled, love-based, abundant, flowing friendship. Today, my guest and I would like to support you in considering and clearing out any beliefs that are no longer serving you, so you can step more fully into a life of grace, ease, joy, expanding prosperity, and more money if you want to. If so, you're in for a treat as we have the honor of spending some quality time with Esra Ogat. She was here with us last week. She's here with us this week, and she's going to be here with us next week because there's so much wisdom to glean. Esra is actually part of the next generation of new thought leaders standing on the shoulders of law of attraction and manifestation experts. Her unique approach to manifesting abundance and dismantling our self-imposed limitations travels to the core of who we are and why we make the choices we do. Esra holds a bachelor's degree in English from literature from Turkey's Bosphorus University, a film and television certificate from UCLA, and is a certified instructor of Kundalini Yoga. Ezra helps people transform their lives so they may experience their own spiritual and financial abundance through one-on-one coaching and workshops. Along with her husband and business partner, author and transformational coach, Aikat Ogut, they pioneered transformational coaching and co-created a sought-after coaching certification program. Today, we're here to talk about her book, Money Does Grow on Trees, The Myths We Create and live by. Ezra, thank you for saying yes to another conversation with me here on Empower Radio. Oh, Tammy, thank you so much for inviting me back. I love Uh, talking to you. (laughs) There's just so much to discuss, and I think it's such an important topic. And like I said, I struggled intensely in my relationship with money, and it sounds like maybe you did as well. And I want to hear more about how you shifted that relationship into one that is very prosperous and fun and joy-filled. So um, tell me a little bit more about your beliefs about how we come to relationships with money and how we can step into a more fun one if we're ready to. Of course. Uh, I think that's a great question, Tammy. Um, Well, one of the first things to really ask ourselves and be honest in giving the answer is, Do we just want money or do we actually choose to belong to it? Because wanting something and actually choosing something are two completely different energies. Mm -hmm. Wanting kind of keeps us in the reality of kind of separation from that which is wanted. 
But when you actually choose, then you give yourself the permission to belong. And that's where the change happens. We, in our teachings, uh, this was coined by my, by my mentor, we call it the being choice. Have you really made a being choice to belong to abundance? And oftentimes we may want to have made the choice, but we don't make that choice really if we have a lot of negative belief systems and myths that are surrounding our personal concept of what money is. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I haven't heard it put quite like that before. Have I chosen to belong to money? Hmm. That's kind of interesting. I'm going to sit with that a little bit more. (laughs) I like the way it feels. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's actually a great um, exercise in a way because, you know, it's very easy for us in our mind to say, of course, of course, I choose it, you know. But one great exercise to do um, is to, you know, take a piece of paper and pen And you have to write 20 reasons why you want more abundance. And all the material stuff can be just number one. So you can't say car and then number two house and then number three more vacations. No, all the material stuff is just item one. And then you have to come up with 19 other reasons minimum Mm -hmm. as to why it is you want to invite abundance into your life. And usually people get just stuck in the first item. (laughs) I remember doing something like this years ago, and this was so fun for me because I thought, well, if I was more prosperous, I think I had a subconscious belief that I'd be greedy and go ego and it would be unattractive. But when I sat with the exercise you're speaking of, I thought, well, I can be more generous. I can be philanthropic. I could get a limo and bring all my friends to a fundraiser. And I actually got to have that experience about two weeks ago. And I was like, it feels just like, my visualization or imagination from years ago. And it was so fun. So I love what you're talking about to really get into that feeling state and considering why do we want prosperity? Why do we want more money? What can this look like other than being maybe um, gluttonous with our own material wants? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a great point that you're making actually, Tammy. Because uh, in what you say, you obviously reframed for yourself what abundance means for you. And it's very important to do that because otherwise we get stuck with the prior belief systems we have. Because as Mm -hmm. children, we kind of, you know, walk around in the world and we see all kinds of different examples. Whether it's about money, whether it's about marriage, whether it's about relationships, whether it's about, you know, business, you name it. And we kind of, you know, make our own conclusions about what's going on. And we're making these conclusions maybe as a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old that then become our belief systems that we carry around. And through that, we get to experience our, you know, reality. Exactly. It's like it programs our subconscious mind. You say we arrive at specific conclusions about various subjects at an early age, about money, success, failure, love, or whatever the subject may be. We may forget what we choose to believe, but those beliefs don't forget themselves and they create a life of their own. Exactly. And um, I I don't remember if I mentioned this um, before, but for example, my own experience, you asked me how it changed for me. Well, the number one step was making that being choice that I talked about. 
due to all the contrast that I was living. It was just, you know, uh, paying rent was hard. Um, being able to buy anything I like was hard. Even just buying a book was hard. And there came a point in my life where I said, you know what? I am done with this. I am done with this restriction game. I no longer want to belong to money problems. And I think that's the moment that I stepped outside of my previous being choice because I remember like the moment where I just, there was this fire inside of me. Not, it wasn't just an intellectual decision. It was a decision with all of my being. And that's actually what led me to my mentor. It was only after I actually made a being choice that let's say the doors of how to manifest prosperity began to open up for me. So yes. the journey always starts with that powerful being choice of what it is that we're going to belong to. Well, and I think sometimes discomfort, intense discomfort can really be an inspiration that stokes that fire to make that kind of choice that you've made and I've made. And I think when the student is really ready, the teacher will appear. That was a case for me as well. So I absolutely agree with what you're saying. It's a very um, powerful catalyst. It is. It is. And I want to touch on one other very powerful thing you said, actually, Tammy. And you said, you know, um, before I re before you reframed your concept of money, you're like, yeah, you know, I was afraid I would like kind of, you know, be greedy or, you know, mm -hmm. just be all about ego if I had money. And that's, I think, a very common fear mm -hmm. that a lot of people have. And I just want to introduce here the idea that you know, what we're talking about really is just at the end of the day, a piece of paper mm -hmm. and a piece of paper does not have the power to change us. It's not even something organic in that sense. It's not even alive in that sense. Mm. But what it can do is, I mean, it does, it does in a way change us, but in this manner, it can only magnify who we already are. Ah, yes. I was going to say that more money makes you more of who you are. And I had to, and this is something I really love about you, Esther, and how you go about teaching principles of prosperity. I kind of had to go into the recesses of my subconscious mind and really consider why I maybe didn't want money or didn't believe I deserve money or what would be the downside of having money. Because our relationship with money and a re the reflection of prosperity in our lives is really, it's an internal thing. It's not external. It's not about getting and doing, it's about, you know, being, and I think taking responsibility for those, the recesses of our subconscious mind and pulling those out, sitting with them, clearing them out, healing them so we can have a different external experience. Exactly. I mean, it's really at the end of the day, it just boils down to this. Am I permitting myself to have abundance? And if we can see abundance, like kind of like the oxygen all around, it's like kind of no different than saying, oh, am I breathing deeply so that I remain healthy? Well, if we have shallow breathing, it's not exactly the fault of oxygen. And if we breathe deeply, it's not like just because we have, others have less because of us. Mm, that's and fantastic. And yes. abundance is the same. You know, it is that energy of abundance is, is everywhere. And, you know, money is just the materialized version of that energy that is available to all, just like oxygen. Mm. So I really invite people to think about it that way. 
And if we're not self-permitting to breathe deeply or we're not permitting ourselves to have abundance, well, usually there's a belief system that we came up with as a you know young child that is blocking the way. And when once we become aware of what, what that belief system is, then we're free to choose out of it if we feel like it. And if we still want to remain there, we can still remain there. That's okay too. But at least we're not a victim of our own setup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's this great freedom that happens. Yeah. And and I the vision I get also as you're speaking of this is the the fish that's thirsty that's in water. It's it's all around you. And I love your imagery of breathing deeply. It's available to all of us. So as I'm really interested in knowing, because I have a couple of friends that are on fixed incomes that are always saying, but yeah, but I can't do anything. My health isn't good. I'm on a fixed income. How do you suggest someone who's got that mm, perceived limitation or actual limitation in their own reality step more fully into um, greater prosperity or expanding their relationship with money? Oh, it's so funny because we always get the same question when we have people in our certification program. And we really have like a huge different range of people from the ages of 18 all the way to 70 and in all kinds of work. And uh, when it's like when it's a cop or an accountant or someone working, you know, for a company, that's exactly, you know, the but but that they come up to us with. And whenever we say, yeah, I want money, but mm-hmm. yeah, I want more love, but or I want a relationship, but that but itself <laughs> is an indication that we're defending without knowing a belief system. Mm-hmm. So again, it goes back to, well, before you worry about your fixed income and how by doing you're gonna raise it, first get down to the bottom of what it is that you believe. And one good question to ask is, instead of saying, yeah, I want it, but I can't, and I'm trying so hard, but it's not happening for me, all that is like, it looks like it's true when you're experiencing it, but when you get outside of the box, you have a really good laugh at yourself. So the question is, instead of like, I can't, and how am I going to, instead of that question, ask, what is my gain in keeping myself limited? Mm-hmm. Or what is my gain in keeping myself away from abundance? Don't see it as a lack of being able to do something. See it as, oh, I'm experiencing in a way that I don't know yet exactly what I want. Why is it that I want the limitation? And different people will have different answers. One good exercise for this is to close the eyes and really super, if we're talking about abundance, it's abundance. If we're talking about relationships, it's relationship. If we're talking about a big farmhouse, then it's the big farmhouse. You sit down, you visualize in an exaggerated way the supposed thing that you want. And what you're looking for is to catch and see in that visualization what makes you uncomfortable. Mm. And the discomfort in the visualization is tied directly to the belief system. So my belief system about money was twofold. One was that money uh, and love can't go together. So one has to pick one or the other, something Mm -hmm. I decided as a seven-year-old. And it led my financial life till I was in my mid-30s. 
The second one was watching a lot of Turkish movies <laughs> where the bad guys were always, you know, the rich ones and mm -hmm. the good people were always the poor and innocent and the spiritual ones. So another yes. added layer was, oh, I'm going to be in the, you know, good people's club. I don't want to yes. be in the bad people's club. Mm -hmm. So we hadn't created this exercise back when I found my story, but, you know, it kind of developed after, but it's a good one. So if I were to be doing the exercise, I would close my eyes and like see myself in immense abundance, like having a, you know, pool and a whatever, whatever it, for different people, it means different thing. And what would, how I would vi see myself would be like someone where I've, you know, kind of ruined my character. I'm not the same nice person and I'm also lacking love. Mm -hmm. And from there you're like, oh my God, this is what my belief system is. Yes, because you, you know, because you or me, you know, in our own individual lives, since we are the ones who set up the belief system, we are very powerful to change it. Yes. As soon as I did the same thing. And I, I don't know if it was handed down to me from my parents or being in church or maybe I brought it in karmically, but I decided on some level I was going to be a renunciant. I was going to be spiritual. I was not going to be materialistic. But I also had dueling intentions because there was a part of me that liked the idea of um, opulence and beauty and, you know, gems. And so I, I um, put myself between a rock and a hard place and really limited my experience. And uh, when I finally understood that I can be spiritual and prosperous, that I can be generous and philanthropic and quite abundant, once I realized they can go together, money and love can coexist, spirituality and wealth can be part and parcel of the same story. I was able to more fully relax into it, explore it through my visualizations and imaginations. And, and these days I have um, manifested this. I have stepped into this reality and it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely is. You've given yourself the permission. Yes, I have. Um, but I think something, I think a real problem for me was, and when I speak with clients and friends, is that they just don't know how it can possibly happen. But we don't have to know how. That's God's job. We just have to take care of our side of the road. We have to learn how to breathe deeply. We have to settle into that place of imagining and experiencing and enjoying and celebrating our prosperity first in our minds, don't you think? I totally agree. The how is completely the job of the universe. Exactly. You don't need to know anything about the how whatsoever. In fact, trying to figure out the how is a way to get trapped in our boxes. Keep us very limited. limited. Yeah, mm -hmm. very limited. Yes. But it is important. I mean, our job is to basically be very clear about what it is we want to belong to and make what we call that being choice. And that exercise I gave at the beginning, write down 20 reasons of why you want to be abundant. And if you write those 20 reasons, really kind of paying attention and get super excited about the list, kind of like you did when you reframed your sense of abundance, that alone can be a catalyst to make that being choice. Yes, and I think um, enjoying that experience through um, a celebration rather than like this angst or this sadness or this like desperation, you know, that I think the feeling state is so vital as we settle into 
claiming that um, greater prosperity for ourselves. Allow yourself to get excited. Exactly. Exactly. Have fun with the process. Oh, that's the only way anything works. <laughs> when, we take, <laughs> when we take reality too seriously, we don't get to play with it. <laughs> it becomes I know, I love that very quote. Solid. Reality is an illusion, albeit a persistent one. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I love that I one. I think it was Einstein that said that. I know it makes yeah. me laugh. I think it's really fun. So Azred, we don't have a ton of time left. I just wonder right now if you have any more practical tools you can advise our friends that are hanging out with us in using um, on their path to prosperity. Any more practical tools? Oh my God, there's so many. I don't know which ones to get into when you ask me like that. <laughs> well, fortunately, <laughs> you're having another show with me next week. So there'll be more practical tools and exercises. Let's, so give well, them a little taste of what's to come. <laughs> uh, let's let's go on with what we've already talked about. Um, that 20 uh, reasons why we want to be prosperous. Finding the gain of why we're keeping ourselves in limitation. And just for, you know, the little minute or two we have, why don't we just close our eyes and take a deep breath and really imagine abundance like the oxygen all around. Breathe in the abundance, breathe out the limitation. And ask ourselves this very, very deep question. Who would I be being if I were already prosperous? What would that feel like? What would that smell like? And is there a yeah when I ask that question? If not, it's a good time, like figuring out the pieces of a puzzle, to find out what our own limiting belief system is. If we really choose to belong to abundance, that belief system will be ready to surface. I like the way that feels. I could sit there for a little while, but um, I guess I need to focus on this conversation for a little bit longer. I'm going I'm like, to do that more later. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said yes to another show. And before I uh, float off into the ethers of abundance, can you just share um, where people can connect with you? Do you have a website? Can they get this book, Money Does Grow on Trees, The Myths We Create and Live By? Can they get that anywhere? Can they get it on Amazon? How can they connect with you? Oh, thank you so much. Yes, they can um, pre-order the book on Amazon. It is already available. and also www.ikeandesra.com. That's I-K-E-A-N-D-E-S, as in Sam, R-A.com. Also, you can reach us at um, hello at Ikeandesra. <laughs> I think that's the new email if I'm getting it right. But all that information is on the website. Thank you so much, Tammy. I enjoy you thoroughly. I, I just um, resonate with so much of what you teach and learn um, what you've learned and what you live by. They're just uh, so compatible with our beliefs. And you know what? This work works. This work simply works. We are a living testament to this. So, Esra, thank you for spending some time with us. So grateful for our conversation last week. So grateful for our conversation today and for the one next week. And to my friends that have been spending time with us, we're so grateful for you. I love talking to Ezra, but it makes it even more fun that you are part of this energy. So 
order this book. It will change your life if you really want it to. So also be in touch with me, TammyBPhD.com. Just know that you're in our hearts, our meditations, our prayers. We're sending you blessings of grace, ease, expanded prosperity, and of course, everlasting love. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Thank you.